Hello! Welcome to Diminishing Returns. It's a podcast all about films. I am... <laughs> My name is Alan. With me, as always, is Sol. Hi. And and joining us our special guest today, it's YouTube's number one Bond reviewer, Calvin Dyson. <laughs> Hello, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me back. Yes. Calvin, you're a Bond uh, aficionado. That's obviously why we usually have you on the show. But uh, today you're here for our Easter special. Yes. In which we slag off uh, religious people for a couple of hours. <laughs> why would you choose to do that? Uh, uh, well, I, I'm... I am a stickler for uh, completism, if I'm being completely honest. And previously, we had covered God's Not Dead and God's Not Dead 2 together for, uh, I think, uh, did we do it in one episode a few years ago? Um, I believe so, yes. Okay, so I I have morbid curiosity and a completist nature that has led me to endure 106 minutes of God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. Um, But actually, Mm. before we get into talking about this, I wonder if if you mind if we have a quick recap of the first two. I'm curious to see, well here rather, if either of you two remember that much about the first two, because all I can tell you about them Um. is that Hercules is in the first one, and there's a scene (laughs) where he has a load of, like, snotty dinner guests over who make fun of his religious girlfriend's wine, and he dies at the end and some dickhead is, like, dancing around him about how wonderful it is. And then the second one... The second one is Sabrina the Teenage Witch in court, and I can't remember anything else. And and, and, uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters there. Ernie Hudson. Which one? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's there. On, he's the judge. Mm. The thing is, Calvin, I Doc the only Dynasty's thing I remember there from as the, well. The the Doc Dynasty man. He's in one of them. The only thing I the remember. New, the newsies are there. The newsboys. Hmm. They're in all of them. They they're are, in this one as well. Over the credits. I don't know who they're supposed to be. Uh, apart from in this film, they sing. Uh, they sing. God's not dead. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, the only thing I remembered about the second film, Calvin, was that Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. Uh, so really? Oh no! Wait, no. I'd like to apologise to Sarah Michelle Gellar for misremembering her and confusing her with Melissa Joan Hart. I didn't really remember much. I will admit, I yeah. figured out that one of the characters in this was in the first film. Mm. Near the end of this film, they name drop Joss Sweden, and I was like, "Oh, that was in the first one." I think because I found it really funny. Yeah. Josh Wheaton in in this film. Uh, I'd forgotten about yes. him. I knew Reverend Dave because I think we all... Yeah, he's in all of them. Yes. Yeah, I remembered him, yeah. In a supporting part, and he's also producer and one of the heads of the production company, so I guess that explains why he's now positioned as the main protagonist of the franchise moving forward. But up until now, he has mm. just been a supporting player and a bit of an obtrusive one at that, I think, in the first couple yeah. we might have said that his little tangents and subplots felt really beside the point. Um, yeah. 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 So now they're focused on him, they don't have to mess about with other stories. Yeah, the yes. way everyone's like, oh my god, it's Pastor Dave. Is it Pastor Dave or Reverend Dave? Uh, Pastor or, sounds funnier. I think it's Pastor Dave, isn't it? Is it Reverend Dave? Uh, Priest Dave? Father Dave? Oh, oh, he, he is Reverend Rev Dave Hill, the pastor of St. James Church, apparently. So. Uh, Dave Hill? Pastor Dave. Wasn't Dave Hill in Slade? <laughs> wasn't Slade the uh, the prison in Porridge? <laughs> yeah, good good link. 
<laughs> Isn't porridge what bears eat? <laughs> Does the bear shit in the woods, Alan? Does the Pope shit in the woods? Uh, See, dear. it's all come anyway, back around. Look. Christianity. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a pastor hmm. of uh, whatever denomination of Christian. Yeah, that this is. this is his whole film. This one, it's it's really I'd, I'd call it a God's Not Dead spin-off, but this is God's Not Dead three. Um, I'd say this is like when they made Puss in Boots. It wasn't called Shrek Five. So you you think they should have called it Pastor Dave's Not Dead? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, was gonna say, I do. What, actually, what what constitutes this as a spin-off for you? Like because should they've got some, side character? Should they've got some other washed-up actor to be the lead, and then it would have been a a true third. It's not even a courtroom drama. That's what right. This whole film tees up a courtroom drama for like two hours. And then it never <laughs> happens, and it just it just goes right. That's it. It's done. I I was surprised at how quickly what I thought was going to be the main plot was resolved uh, about halfway mm. through, and then what the hell are they going to do for the next fifty minutes? Uh, not mm. an awful lot, it seems. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just to briefly uh, give some context for the plot, uh, Reverend or Pastor Dave is released from prison. Apparently, I had to look this up because apparently he got incarcerated at the end of the second one, which I have no memory of, but it sounds really funny. So I, I, I don't know if I just missed it, but yeah. The first God's Not Dead is like a quote-unquote courtroom drama. It's about a, a student and a lecturer at a university or a college whatever it is in america and they're having a big debate and trying to convince the um class whether or not god is dead uh of course metaphorically speaking both because um well because god isn't real but also because the notion of god being dead is meant like metaphorically beyond that even if you believe that he's real um and then god's not dead too is like an actual proper courtroom drama with um sabrina the teenage witch is like a teacher who gets taken to court because she mentioned jesus once and the the evil liberals are like how dare you say jesus in school and they they, they're like you have to say god's dead now i won't do it right well you're gonna go to prison then and i assume that's where pastor dave turns up i assume he turns up the judge is like, I hold you in contempt of court. And he's like, all right, well, you can't hold God in contempt of court. And then they arrest him. And that's where we pick up with this. It's Pastor Dave coming. No, he was, the point is he was required to hand over his sermons to be inspected by the police. I don't know why. I can't remember what the Oh, they do set that, that up in this And one, he right. refuses and he sort of says, well, no. Is that the sermons. end of the second film? I just thought that was like know. a... It was the beginning of this one. So. Yeah, they, they make a big thing of... Um, some new law passed requires them to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it's all about. But the, the crux of it is not that he's, a, he's uh, you know, pastoring in his church. The problem is that his church is on the grounds of a university. How, and how the, do you think Pastor Dave survived prison? <laughs> well, he was only in there for four hours till his mate came up with a check and bailed him out. Even so, he's got a very annoying face. <laughs> you know, he probably turned the other cheek. <laughs> Did you like? Uh, he's flirting with um, uh, a waitress at a few points in this film. 
<laughs> she's not like a waitress. That? What is she's she? She's the manager of a food bank. <laughs> <laughs> she's a waitress. <laughs> she's she's like helping homeless people like not starve to death. Like, she's like, what would, she's like, what would you like today? We've got some uh, some nice bread in that needs eating Cans up. of corn. Yeah. Well, she gives him a load of food to take away, and in the in the bag with like his burger he's like looking for the chips that have got loose in the bag or whatever it's got a bit of paper there and she's written on it i really like bad boys smiley face because he was in prison (laughs) are these characters 12 (laughs) is that how is that how adult christians operate like handle themselves (laughs) in america they don't just like talk to people of the opposite sex they don't just sort of say like oh do you want to you know Grab a drink. No, that's why he they, sent. They that's why he note. sent his mate in to say, "Oh, my mate fancies you." Yeah. <laughs> Voulez-vous. She puts a note in his. Fu- what? That's so embarrassing. That's what your mum does, isn't it? Put a note in your lunch bag <laughs> saying, "Don't never forget, I love you." Even if, like, if he if he's not interested, she's just made it awkward for next time. Because <laughs> it's like, do I bring up the note? Do I not? He's devoted his life to God. He's ignored women. Is he? Is I couldn't remember. Is he the? Is he the type that doesn't have sex with women, or the type that does? No, no, they all do, apart from the Catholics. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it, so he's a Protestant. Catholics have too much what? sex. Oh, they have well, so many babies. Not the priests. They don't. The priests aren't allowed. Oh well, <laughs> hmm. they don't have the type <laughs> that makes babies, but they they definitely. Sorry, sorry, cheap, cheap, sorry, sorry. A I, cheap I swipe that. from Calvin. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught myself halfway <laughs> through and decided not to follow through with it. <laughs> um, so, should we mention, by the way, thanks to our uh, Patreon for making us do this fucking film? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. Thanks. Maybe we should blame yeah. them. But uh, <laughs> our Patreon subscribers were offered a choice of Christian propaganda to make us watch for Easter um, and a couple of things that weren't Christian propaganda and uh, God's Not Dead 3 Finding Fatima <laughs> God's Not Dead 3 was uh, overwhelmingly the popular choice do you know what we nearly watched? what? second place What? Passion of the Christ oh I've never seen it l- l- let's um, sum up more of the plot uh, so the the whole there isn't a plot well, the thrust of the first yeah, chunk of this is that, shit pa- happens. is that Pastor Dave's church <laughs> is very going to be demolished because it's on the campus grounds and they want to build a new students' union. Um, w- on one fateful night, though, a student comes and sets fire to the place uh, and accidentally kills Pastor Dave's beloved friend. Well, he doesn't... Jude. Pastor he Dave's doesn't beloved even... friend, who we've never met before, is the he's only the, black character in the, in the franchise film. and has, like, what, two minutes of screen time? He's in the other two he's films. He's in the film before. No, he's so. not. He is! He is. I looked no, it up. And he, and, and he appears in the next one as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Anything about there's a scene where he's picking him up from the airport and he's like, Oh, I bet you don't have cars in Ghana or whatever. It's like some really crap humor. Um, 
But yeah, he, he serves no purpose. I don't blame you for not remembering him. But apparently it was all just an elaborate setup to make us love the character so much that we would be devastated when he dies here. It was. It was like when Felix Leiter uh, died. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shed a tear. <laughs> uh. But yeah, the, 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 the kid who sets fire to the church doesn't even do that deliberately. He, th- he basically chucks a brick through the window in sort of quite a petty yeah. act of and vandalism. It, and, and in mm. like Rube Goldberg-esque mechanics, the brick <laughs> lands on like a, a handle that then gets turned on, releasing a load of gas. <laughs> and then a light bulb explodes, yeah. as they do. <laughs> yeah. So there's a gas explosion, which... Um, Maybe it was an unsafe building if, if it was that, you know, one brick can blow it up. Maybe maybe they should have knocked it down. Yeah, so basically we have two strands of there where Pastor Dave is having to deal with that and then the university decide to try and use this as an opportunity to get rid of the building altogether and the church. And then also this kid who is obviously feeling the guilt uh, of having done this act, which he didn't mean to do that badly, but... Um, he has to deal with that and for some reason we kind of see that through the proxy of his girlfriend for, well, for some reason Christian. we can't just have yeah but he is like why not just have the one character there rather than the one in a cipher I didn't really understand why we needed two characters there because mm, yeah. he's, he's an atheist he wasn't really there was he well no, no but he's written as an atheist character and therefore Christian audiences who love these films aren't going to go for that. They're not going to follow a film about it. Um, well, I think we'll we'll get into talking about this a bit more because I thought that relationship was a bit... I did have trouble keeping up with who was the more devout of the two. Um, uh, either the kid or his girlfriend. I think they were both somewhere on the Christianity spectrum anyway. But Yeah, but uh, he only... He, he, it's because he kills someone. He's like, oh, I better become a Christian mm. then. Yeah, okay. Because before that, he's mad about Christianity, and he spray paints a cross on the on the church. Yeah, I keep getting. It's not a crucifix. He's spray painting. He's not going, "Yay, God!" It's, that's yeah, like not a what, bad you know. Cross. It's a cross like a big red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> more akin to the pass over this house. Don't take our firstborn <laughs> in the night. It's one of those crosses. Uh, he spray paints on the church, but that's enough that then the, the the police are like, oh, it was a hate crime, rather than it was an accident. I was getting a bit confused in places with Josh Wheaton, the returning star of the first one, uh, so maybe that's where I was uh, getting confused about his religious surprising, isn't it? Because he's, I thought he'd been cancelled after, um, what's the name out of Buffy was saying he was pretty shitty and uh, set on the set of Justice League as well, so was surprised that Joss Whedon turned up for this film. <laughs> oh dear. Well, let me ask you a question, guys. If you if you committed a small crime and then it accidentally, if... you know, translated into a much worse crime, would you feel guilty about it? Uh, like over or above the original uh, crime you committed? Probably. What what give us give us specific examples, go on. If, if uh, we... you throw a brick through a church window <laughs> and then it explodes and somebody dies. Yeah, I think I would feel terrible about the dead person. Yeah, I think I would as well. It's it is kind of manslaughter, I guess. But you have no intention to hurt anybody. I mean, what's in, in, from a moral point of view of intent then, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, <laughs> but my carelessness, my, my it was like it, uh, there's no real justification for me throwing that brick, you know. Okay, if what I about needed, this, right? If I needed to um throw the brick through the window to get someone's attention to save their life and then doing so accidentally killed someone, then I I don't think I'd feel too bad about that cuz you know, I was like there was a reason for doing it. It wasn't just like a random yeah. act of chaos yeah i mean i'm not saying you shouldn't feel guilty about it i'm just saying i don't think i'd feel like i needed to confess <laughs> i mean i'd feel i think i'd feel bad about it if i was alec baldwin and i shot that woman and that's yeah. not his fault is it mm -hmm. so i think i'd still feel bad so all right what about this you're walking through the park and some kids are playing football and the football drifts towards you so you're like oh god i'm gonna have to kick it towards them but because you're a spanner, you you totally spoon it, and it smacks a little puppy in the face. Uh, have you been uh, watching you Ted Lasso, like... Alan? <laughs> no, but that, uh, you're, you're basically describing a plot line. Oh, really? Well, Someone you know, kills a dog in front of like a crowd of football fans. It's an obvious comedy bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell you, I didn't tell you guys that I I went on a date the other day, yeah. and I said this is a few weeks ago now, and like I did the coolest thing I've ever done, and I was really annoyed because she didn't see it because she was like <laughs> down paid. the other end of the road in the like I hadn't met her yet. I was walking to the bar, and a guy went past on a skateboard, and he like came off his skateboard, and I like put my foot on the skateboard as it went past me <laughs> to stop it. And sort of kicked it back over to him, like, there you are, mate. And he, like, <laughs> it was like, it. it's like the coolest thing I've ever done. We didn't, but you didn't, like, do a heel flick off it and, like, spin it into his arms. <laughs> you just rolled it slowly back to him. Yeah, I just grabbed it with my foot and, like, kicked it back over to him. Oh, well done. You're practically an athlete. <laughs> so, yeah, if the football came over to me, I'd, I'd spin it. I'd spin it round the puppy's head. It would have curved. I would have curved the ball. <laughs> spin on it, like in the Matrix. I try to avoid uh, when I see people playing with balls in parks and public spaces. I yeah. try to avoid. I try to not be within distance, or at least put a, a train of people between <laughs> me and that, just to avoid such a situation. Particularly, I remember Calvin. I used to. I used to walk through uh, Hyde Park in Leeds with you sometimes, and he's he's mm. not lying. Yep. <laughs> I had to give him a wide berth. <laughs> A bo uh, the ball literally just rolls to your feet. It kind of it, it hits you before you even notice it's there. Like you have to acknowledge it. And there's a little child. He's six years old. That's even worse because you're more likely he's beckoning to smack over him in the to head you. with it when you kick it over to him. <laughs> no, no, no. If it if it was a six year old child, I would probably do it. But if we're talking like twelve year olds, thirteen year fourteen year olds, but they look like they're twenty three. Oh, oh no, definitely not in that case. Because either I kick it and they laugh at me because I'm shit at kicking, or I don't kick it and they think I'm an asshole, which I am as yeah, well. So or you, you pick what, it up what? and use your hands to throw it, and they laugh at you for that as well. Oh dear. No, that's what you, you have to pick it up, walk very deliberately over to them, hand it to their <laughs> into their hands, and then walk away with your head held high. There we go. <laughs> or just go, just go. Sorry, lads, look at me. You know, this is. I'm just gonna have to walk away. I'm sorry. And then, like, yeah. oh, we understand. Sorry, I'll lads. It. It'll be here when uh, when I walk away. It'll still be here. So come and get it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. So let's get back into the film. Uh, 
So uh, this fella, he dies, Jude, he fell, he dies in this sort of tragic accident. Pastor Dave, Pastor Dave attempts to save him, pleads to God to help him save him, and then he dies. Mm. So uh, we expand the Pastor Dave universe in this one by uh, he goes to his brother, <laughs> who is a lawyer, uh, to help him fight for uh, the, the right to keep this church on this uh, mm. campus land. He's played by John Corbett, Dave. who uh, Sex and the City actor. fans may recognize as a relatively prominent character from a couple of the seasons of that show. Um, so mm. he, he's an atheist, uh, which is probably, and he's probably the most positive example of an atheist character in this series so far. And indeed, mm. I feel like this film was doing a bit more, I, I feel like they were responding to some of the criticism that was uh, sort of... Uh, thrown at them for the first two, where here I feel like they do explore a bit more of a grey area. Obviously, it's still very clear in what its, you know, mission objective is to recruit more Christians, but uh, I did feel like, oh, okay, it does actually try to show some grey area, and it's not just Christians good, everyone else bad in this. I do wonder to what extent that's down to this is the first film in the series to not be um, directed uh, by Harold Kronk. Hmm. <laughs> Kronk, wonderful name. Kronkster. <laughs> the old, the old Kronkster. So I do wonder if it, this was written and directed by a guy called Michael Mason. So um... have you seen what what else he's done though, Michael Mason? No, no I'm going to look it up now. Go on, look it up. All right. Uh... <laughs> oh, what, what is it? What is it? <laughs> is it porn? <laughs> well, there's... Um... <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> I looked him up. <laughs> Because I, I was, I was, I just loaded up his page, and I was expecting to see, you know, Home Alone Four, Home Alone Five, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and what I got, Alan, was <sighs> two credits. <laughs> Director: God's Not Dead, A Light and Darkness. Writer: God's Not Dead, A Light and Darkness. And that's it. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's, this is all. This is the only thing he's ever done. He's ever came done. out of nowhere, vanished, um, just as quickly from the look of it. So, oh, but wow. well, yes, but that that was when that was when. <laughs> why were there only one set of footprints on the beach? Ah, oh, that was when I was directing God's Not Dead Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, these. This is. I think right. I don't want to be too controversial here. I think this is the best film of the three that we've seen. I can't really remember. The other oh, two. easily. But this this mm. felt well directed and and structured a bit better. I did. And, like it I, made I, sense. Oh, I don't know about that. The, I sto think the story yeah. followed a linear pattern. I I must admit, when I was watching it, I thought, you know what? If I just like was you know flicking through channels on TV one day, and I saw two minutes of this. <laughs> think it was a real film. I would think it was a real film. Like, it's shot properly. It doesn't look too bad. The acting's not awful. Mm. And I remember the other two films looking quite cheap and nasty, you know? So, in that regard, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I also think the other two films are, like, 
hateful. <laughs> like I think they're like actually like quite insidious, yeah. unpleasant. I agree films. with I agree with Calvin. Yeah, he, the, it does seem like they're trying to make a bit more of an effort to have a more rounded view. Yeah, uh, well, it's all know, relative, well, obviously. Yeah, but mm. um, but yeah, also just the general message of the film because it's all about like oh yeah look we're gonna fight to keep the church on the university grounds and then the ending of the film is like oh well look you know they don't want us so let's walk away from it yeah which is which is a sort of curiously um i don't know appeasing attitude they're just like okay look yeah we don't have any place on the university campus that's not the place for religion just go and build a church somewhere else where people who want it can come and get it. Mm. Which, which is the sensible <laughs> thing to do. And like, obviously that's presented as like the Christian thing to do is turn the other cheek and, you know, forgive. Uh, it doesn't matter if a guy killed your best friend um, <laughs> because you've forgiven him. Um, and it's like, okay, that feels a bit more like what Christianity wants people to think it is. Uh, so that's the, that's makes sense that that's the, projection they're doing here mm. well, I, but i also notice that there's they they occasionally have moments in this film it goes in the other films as well where someone will actually question like christianity in some way like well what about this you know well why does this happen like what does god say about this that none of those questions ever get answered it's always just it's always just like the the pastor or whoever it is just like goes yeah well you know it's very complicated god moves in mysterious ways and there's, there's never a good answer for any of those questions mm. but then the the film presents it as if, well, that's that dealt with. <laughs> no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. But I I was surprised at how much of this like at at one point I think it's Josh Wheaton, isn't it? He I, he says that he identifies as a liberal, like because I think he's being questioned about you know political yeah, values or whatnot. <laughs> and then there's another bit where like Pastor Dave is actually called out at a few points, and I liked it where he was with the. Uh, a black reverend who sort of calls him out on his whole Christian persecution complex. And he's like, you think you have it bad? Like, for God's sake, what do you think I grew up with? Like, and I, I thought it was interesting that it was, yeah, it, it was that. doing that. It was, yeah. it, it, it laid it on a bit thick because it, that, it prefaced that by Pastor Dave going, literally going like, Look, I'm being really persecuted, and you wouldn't know what that's about, okay? Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not right, saying it's good. On that <laughs> I'm not saying it's subtle, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at least I acknowledge that. Mm. So, wh- when is it when they get into the mandala effect at the start? Near the start. <laughs> Did you like that? So, that's there's a little group of atheists that all meet up and hang out together to talk about mandala effects. Uh, yeah. I was I so know. angry with this scene, right? So they all <laughs> they all meet up and then they're in the, they're all talking about the Mandela effect, like uh, like it's uh, they're students though they're just wanker students. The Mandela it's effect, like quite it's quite realistic, uh, really. But they're talking about it like it's you know a something no one's ever heard of before, b incredibly uh, thoughtful and insightful, and you know. Um, but the worst thing is they're they're like, well, come on, that like it's not like. Remember that episode of The Office where no one can remember if Stanley has a moustache or not? <laughs> That's good, because does he? Yeah. Does he, though? Yeah. I haven't well, seen that show for about ten years, but I'm pretty sure he has, yeah. Well, Alan's clearly just Google image Stanley from The Office. <laughs> to, to, um... I googled Stanley. Lee. Of... <laughs> um, but, yeah, um... My my problem is they're well similar to you, Alan. 
they're like, did you, did you, uh, did Curious George have a tail? Yeah, of course he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen Curious George like three times in my life. Of course he didn't <laughs> have a fucking tail. What are you talking about? It's monkeys, monkeys have tail. He might have a little button tail, like a little <laughs> nubbin. He's not got like a long... Well, the, Sully, you don't have to go that deep. It's called the Mandela Effect because people think Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s. That doesn't make any sense. Like the consequences of his life after that were very, very significant uh, <laughs> on a global scale. Like to think that... I, I, I've never really understood the Mandela Effect concept. Like I understand like, oh, well, Kit rappers look different to what I thought. That's one thing, but to think Nelson Mandela didn't, you know, exist in the nineties is just like what? Who did? Well, who who led South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> like well, what's I, what's the next part of this whole theory? Yeah. Well, I I've never really understood that either, just because like I know he was alive during my lifetime. So. I think it's quite. I think that's just an American thing. I think they're just a bit more distant mm. from it. Like not that we're particularly in tune with global politics, but yeah, people yeah. get quite animated about the Mandela effect. Just to, just to bring it back to Bond, because everything comes back to Bond, obviously. Uh, you know that bit that in woman Moon has braces. Yes, that's the bit. Uh, Jaws's girlfriend in Moonraker. People think that she had braces and she didn't. And I made a video about it. And some of the comments that you see, it it varies wildly from people who think that whatever the first version was that they saw they the film on. They edited it. <laughs> yes, when it went yes. On DVD. Yes, Someone exactly. Someone tracked down the original print they played in the cinema. It had a different take. Well, it's, it's you know, you, you have people who sort of say, uh, oh, I saw it in the cinema and she had them. Oh, I saw it on VHS and she had them. Oh, I saw it on Laserdisc and she had them. It's always the, it's always the format before what people, you know, um, <laughs> had readily available that seems to be the one that it had it on. There's no consistency to it. But every now and then you do see comments from people who are like, oh, no, it's genuinely like a rift in the Matrix kind of thing. And <laughs> this yeah. is an example of that, like that Nelson Mandela. I know. You know? I know I know who can answer this question for us, Calvin. <laughs> but someone who was on set when that was made. So we don't we don't need film. We can just ask our good friend Cubby Broccoli if if that woman was wearing braces or not. <laughs> was he dead by then, Calvin? Uh, no, of course not. All right. I'm just gonna be Ouija board out. I'm just uh, messing about <laughs> with that. I'm gonna say. <laughs> hey, yo! Oh, there he is. Oh, right. Barely had to. <laughs> <laughs> they had to do anything to summon him there. No, like, right, the, the, the little planchette of the uh, Ouija board. Yeah, I've got... thing is, this is a special cubby broccoli Ouija board, so I've got oh! one bit that just says, Hey, oh! Uh, and that, it went straight to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just the letter instead of the alphabet. It's just A and O. <laughs> My spine was tingling! Yeah? Well, what, oh! we, want to ask, we need to ask you a question... Question about some uh, TNA. Now we're talking. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah teeth, teeth, and the Alps. Calvin, what film was it? Uh, it could be in Moonraker. Uh, Jaws meets his girlfriend. It's the one with the big tall fellow with the metal teeth. He's not going to know the titles of the films. So. Yes, that's true. Um, he meets his girlfriend, who is a very attractive blonde lady with pigtails, and they smile at each other. People are under the uh, apprehension that the character was wearing braces when that scene took place. Can you uh, confirm whether that is indeed the case, or has the film been digitally altered since your passing to remove these 
oh yeah, we digitally altered all those movies all the time. Oh. <laughs> Using some of them computers. Ah, okay, yeah. Makes sense. Very impressive ah. that you had that technology available before, like, you know, Steven Spielberg did Jurassic Park. And, uh... Well, that was it. But oh, <laughs> now we're thinking, you know how you know how they digitally took the guns out of E.T. and replaced them with walkie-talkies? Mm. Is that, has that ever happened with Bond? Man with a golden walkie-talkie? <laughs> did you ever have uh, Did you ever have any conflict with Sean Connery? Not while we were alive. Oh, oh God. You're not kicking off in the afterlife, are you? Nah, we're, we're best pals down in uh, in uh, the great beyond. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you, never, you never sort of make an inappropriate joke about his wife or anything, do you? <laughs> Only with an open hand if you <laughs> catch him adrift. Could be. In fact, can you confirm for us, is, um, is God alive? Is he truly alive? Uh, no, God died. God's in the afterlife with us, so he, he must have died at the start of uh, time. Oh. You don't gotta be alive to run heaven or hell or <laughs> sticks. Must have, uh... <laughs> Limbo? Hey, I like the limbo and the. When you get it nice and low for the limbo stick. Yeah, boo boo. <laughs> we need to move on. I'm sorry, Cubby. We, we just needed to ask you that quick question. Yes, but thank you very much, Cubby. All right. Oh! Oh! It's just. He's funneling back into the crystal ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. just right. to um, go back to the film, um, it's around about the halfway. So we've all been set up that it's uh, Pastor Dave going to save the church, all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking, oh, well, this is obviously what is going to carry on throughout the entire film. About halfway through, they kind of succeed, right? Like, I didn't misunderstand something. About halfway through, he, like, does some weird, like, filibuster thing outside the church while his brother goes and gets some kind of permit. Um, mm. And then, that's it. He has the church, but he's still going to sue the... No, that just buys them time, really. You know, they... Oh, I buy you three okay. weeks, is what he said. They they say they're saying like, look, we're chucking you off. He's like, oh well, I'm gonna sort of fight that. And they're like, well, let's just knock the place down so he can't do anything about it. Uh, well, that was fucking bullshit. That. The the so number one, the builders are there to knock it down on Sunday. Um, yeah. Builders working on the nice. weekend. What's that about? <laughs> With one, they've got one bulldozer. They're just gonna plow straight yeah. into it. And <laughs> yeah, they're gonna <laughs> bulldoze. <laughs> it's, it's like. It's quite rare in America that you get a building that isn't just made out of like very, very flimsy like MDF. So, like the fact that they've brought that to like one of the few brick buildings in in mm. the country is. Well, I think uh, the idea is that they're trying to use the fact that it had an explosion in it as an excuse that it's not safe and they have to knock it down. That's what. Well, they're that's trying pretty to, fucking they're, reasonable. They're... When generally speaking, if a building gets exploded, you do <clears throat> knock it down and build a new one. That yeah, it was only a little not... explosion though. But they're, 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 they're trying to use that as an excuse. They're trying to push it through quickly before anyone notices. And they, yeah, he sort of... Because otherwise you've got to spend money fixing it up and cleaning Insurance it up. Insurance will cover that, though. Anyway. The university won't have to pay a penny. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Yeah. It's been well, half the point now. Let's just knock it all down. The point is they're trying to use it all as an excuse to get rid of the church, which is a bit dodge because it is like, if you were... <laughs> it was very victim-blaming of them, you know. <laughs> they were <laughs> This church was the... Victim of a you know a hate crime and uh, 
an anti-religious rhetoric. So shutting down the church and throwing the pastor off the mm. campus would not be good optics. For him. <laughs> well, it's all been signed off and what have you. And then the, the lawyer guy yeah. says like, hey, if you bulldoze this while I fuck off the church for a couple of minutes to uh, get like a an injunction or whatever, like to get some kind of legal stuff passed, I'll have you yeah. arrested. He can't do that. What's yeah. he, what are you on about? Hmm. Builder's just there doing his job. Lawyer's yeah, not yeah. got any fucking well, yeah. power to tell him not to do anything, has he? Yeah, it's what lawyers do. They got to sort of throw the right words around, get them scared, just keep them, yeah. just keep them on their toes. Hmm. I do like that he, he invokes the fact the the religious belief of the judge to, uh, to basically to get her to sign off the, this uh, injunction, <laughs> which is you know exactly why. We shouldn't let people who have religious belief become judges. I mean, that yes. seems a pretty good example of that. Shouldn't be letting your personal feelings getting involved. In this thing, in this film that we watched, um, we have a little bit of a conflict between Pastor Dave and the stuffy old dean Pastor of the university. Mm. And stuffy old dean. What happens at one point is that the stuffy old dean drives over and smacks him in the face. <laughs> now, I am not a lawyer, but if you're if you're in a legal suit with someone and they drive to your house and punch you in the face, you pretty much just won that lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about that anymore. But yeah. they don't even do it. Even his even his like cynical lawyer brother doesn't like go. Oh, great! Let's call the police and get this guy arrested immediately, and uh, we'll wrap this one up nice <laughs> and easy. Because they believe that that's all right. Don't you remember when when. Uh, was it Charlie Hebdo happened and uh, the Pope was like, well, you know, you make fun of someone's mother, you're going to get smacked in the face, mate. That's, I remember uh... when Will Smith <laughs> smacked Chris Rock in the face, <laughs> slagging off his wife. Yeah, and and who, who came to his defence? God, in his acceptance speech. Mm. And uh, yeah, quite a few people were pro-Will Smith afterwards, still are. And I bet mm. you they're all Christian. They're all like, well, you got to defend your family, aren't you? <laughs> you know what, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making some wild accusations, <laughs> connecting some wild dots here, but uh, <laughs> I think it's all true. You know what, right? Though in in the film, I was just thinking the whole way time, like, why? How do you translate like what God wants? Because something happens, something like something bad happens, like a kid, you know, gets run over by a car, and you go, oh well, you know, it's, it's all part of God's plan. We don't know why He's doing this for us. But then, like, something bad happens to you and you go, oh, this isn't fair, I'm going to fight it. So, like, at what point do you go, well, obviously, God wants me to get rid of this church. They want, he wants them to knock it down so I can do something else. <laughs> and then, so I'm thinking that, like, what's the rules here? And then at the end of the film, that's basically what happens. He goes, oh, well, you know, I guess God wants this church to be exploded and I've got to just, he, his plan for me is something else. I'll just wander <laughs> around aimlessly until I figure out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But what but what are the rules? Like, how do you translate well, everyday events to? Yeah, but they must they must at least pretend there are some rules, surely. Like the the ones who are doing the translating, the pastors of the world. So, do we have free will or not? <laughs> hmm. uh, and how do you know when to exercise it and when not to? I'd love to hear Pastor Dave answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Pastor Dave. Hello, Pastor Dave. Hey, guys. Pastor Dave here. Kind of a cool pastor. 
what 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 makes you such a cool pastor, Pastor Dave? Well, you know, I'm just I live on a university campus. I've never done anything with my life, and so <laughs> I, you know, I really relate to. 18-year-old kids who never done anything with their lives asking <laughs> stupid questions. You got like a cool hairstyle, I assume. Yeah, I got I got this 90s curtains thing going on. Oh yeah, yeah that's very cool. Very very. Cool. You know there's no hyphen in Kit Kat? What? Yeah. Mandela Fuck effect. Off. Yeah, think about it. Wow. No, I I mean that does make you think, doesn't it? Yeah. What's it make you think? God. God God is God is love. Uh, Pastor Dave, our friend Alan had some very profound questions for you. Uh, uh, Alan, ask Pastor Dave the questions. <laughs> uh, what was the question I asked? Do we have free will? Or is, does God will override what we do? You know what? It's times like this I really like to think about the miracle of Jesus walking on water. <laughs> a lot of the time we have to ask ourselves very difficult questions, and it's right that we ask those questions. Thanks very much. Oh, <laughs> Pastor Dave. Yeah. Why did God make Will Smith punch Chris Rock? Because like, he said that's why he did it in his speech. God made hey, come him do on it. Now, so. let's... It was just a slap, okay? If he wanted to hit him, he could have really hurt him. And we got we to gotta bear that in mind. You know, he was just sending a message. Kind of like how God sent a message when he killed all the firstborn of whatever <laughs> that thing was. Good. Very good. Uh, it really makes you think, doesn't it? Um... Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Pastor Dave. Uh, we'll carry Anytime, on. Anytime, guys. About no, I'm just, I'm just wandering, looking for God's work. <laughs> Anyway, going back to what Sol said earlier on, like I, I very much agree with the notion that this film is nowhere near as uh, hateful, as full of bile as I think the other two are. It is, however, I think that's Howard Cronk in it. He's just a, he's an old Cronk. That's, <laughs> that's what they say. It, it is, like, however. Do you remember that Eddie Murphy film, The Cronks? <laughs> 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 Uh, Alan, I think you're having the Mandela effect there. You're, you're, what? It's, it's actually called the clumps. And they played an old white man who was a film director. I, uh, I, I agree with that, but I do think it is much more boring. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, found this I, a mind-numbing experience to sit through. It's so mm. long. It's at least yeah, well, half an hour too long. Uh, yeah. This was my um, this is my problem with what Alan said before about how he said that this is better made essentially and you, you yeah. said you know structured and blah 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 blah. and i don't I, I think there's less story here i don't think there's really a plot it's just a load of meandering bullshit the the other two films have a pretty concise story that they're telling um I it does have a story, it just massive... never really manages to reach a climax, because every time it's getting there, the Pastor Dave goes, ah, let's just leave it. <laughs> Turn and the it sort of never really, never really builds to anything. It's yeah. just full of scenes, there are scenes with like him and his brother where I think that, that like the dialogue is just nothing, they're just talking about nothing. It might be a bit yeah. about their childhood or whatever, and I think the point of it is to be like, oh, isn't it nice watching these two bond, but... 
there's no, it, I don't feel like their relationship, I guess they become closer by the end of the film, but I, there are just all of these scenes that don't do anything, don't go anywhere, and it's just full of that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's bad, it's bad writing. It felt like this film was asking questions and then not answering them. Like, so part of the whole thing with the relationship with the brother is that the brother decided to kind of abandon his faith and so that and he fell out with the rest of the family and we've seen that we see that sort of from pastor day's point of view and then later on he gets into a discussion with him and the brother says well no i was questioning my faith and you all rejected me and basically told me to piss off mm. like why why does that make me the bad guy and pa- and, and kind of pastor day was just like eh, yeah well you know just, you know. <laughs> and, but like i said it never really never feels like it's really defending Chris, the christian point of view at all Mm. it's mm. kind of saying look hey we're christians we make mistakes you turn the other cheek you do this yeah step up a church whatever mm. it, it just felt a bit vague if anything yeah but i think because yeah. it was trying to be nice and rounded view mm. but unless you're sort of z- zealously on the the side of religion then it you can't even pretend it makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like what you were saying calvin that it's it feels like the plot is kicking in several times and then every time it just resolves it like you know, there's a point where Reverend Dave filibusters to keep the church from being knocked down before his brother even gets back with the the paperwork to stop them knocking it down. And I thought, mm. like, oh, it's going to be all about his filibuster. It's going to be Reverend Dave, like, having to give a sermon for, like, three days straight on the yeah. news. And it's going to, like, <laughs> get all this attention in the media. And, you know, even that goes nowhere. Well, yeah, he no, just reads the Bible. An hour. Just as a sort of Andy Kaufman esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just reads to people. I did enjoy when his brother uh, marches into the other church to get the judge out. And <laughs> I think he says something. He's, he's trying to convince her to like leave. I think she's Catholic or something. She's like, Mass is going on. And he says, But it's about the saving the church. And she like turns and dramatic look yeah. and it cuts away. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know he didn't mention it wasn't a Catholic church because otherwise she would have spat in his face, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they would have all like ganged up on him and like crucified him. There, yeah. Oh no, they like that. They they, they think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Very honourable. Mm. So yeah, the, the 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 film is in this sort of weird middle ground now, where I I don't find it as contemptible as the others, but I do find it much less interesting and engaging because it is in hey, this can, wishy-washy area. You uh, can hate stuff for different reasons. True. You know what? There's, there's always a, there's a sense that, you know, because all these things are, they're, they're defending their actions on the grounds of religious freedom. It's like, hey, we should be allowed to believe what we believe and preach what we want and all that sort of thing. Freedom of speech, American, yay. All that sort of thing. But the, there's always this little wrinkle that it's like, well, if we're saying that, we also have to say that Muslims are allowed to say whatever they want and believe whatever they want. And I'm like, oh, that's, uh, we don't really want to quite acknowledge that. <laughs> um, I always like this yeah. awkwardness of it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious to know how, to people who are fans of the other two, like, I, I guess, you know, you're real devout. Because, I mean, the first one did make an awful lot of money. It was like the most financially successful independent film of whatever year it came out in. Like, I did look up the budget and what it made and i think it was like a two million dollar budget and it made like 64 million or something which is obviously really fantastic and i'm sure that funded this entire franchise i wonder if you watch those original films and you really like them do you think if this is like a sellout is this them trying to appeal to audiences that are never gonna watch these kinds of things anyway i i don't really 
know what it does franchise wise. It's hmm. hmm, a good yeah, point. I, people... I reckon most people who lap this shit up probably aren't discerning enough to see a major difference between the um, three of them. But then maybe they are. Maybe they like feeling persecuted. And mm. Well, they did make another one, didn't they, after this? Yes. Yeah. So clearly there's still demand. Pastor Dave goes to Washington. <laughs> I watched the trailer. <laughs> oh, I haven't so it's all it, about Pastor it? Dave again. He's the main character yep. again. Yep. He, he's <laughs> the one paying for it. <laughs> yeah, but he... <laughs> I genuinely think this is a vanity project for like this guy. <laughs> when, you, when you look at his acting resume, it's all like, you know, he was teen two in an episode of Saved by the Bell in the early 90s and whatnot. <laughs> and then his acting career didn't seem to really take off. And then he funded this pure flicks entertainment company. And all they do is produce these uh, religious leaning films. And now he's starring in, I guess, their flagship franchise. Uh... I think it's it's just a big vanity project for him. <laughs> Divorced his wife recently. He he lost her. Divorced her in real life. Oh, divorced her. Uh, well, yeah. he's not definitely not a Catholic now. No. Well, I'm looking at the director of the fourth film, and he's an editor. So <laughs> so he's got credits. That's as an editor, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. no, I'm just reading here that the third film was apparently projected to make uh, four to six million dollars. Um, on its opening weekend, and it ended up just taking two point six million, so it it mm. underperformed significantly. Uh, lowest opening in the series, and um, an analysis of social media done by something called Relish Mix <laughs> said that uh, religious audiences saw the film as quotes a cash grab and not a movie promoting a Christian message anymore. Mm. So there you go; they didn't like it. It was too. Um, it was too hmm. lenient in its uh, <laughs> approach to uh, Christianity. Oh, interesting. Pushing it upon the uninitiated. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they were more inclined to go with other faith-based films in theatres, such as I Can Only Imagine and Paul, Apostle of Christ. Whatever <laughs> those are. God, I bet in America they must have these kinds of things. If you pull up to a like a cinema in, I don't know, Oklahoma or something. I wonder if they have all of these yeah, like, like things that we never options. see here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Oh well, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I I wondered how it might fare with their wow. audience. Do you want to know what I can only imagine is? Yes. <laughs> it's the story behind uh, the group Mercy Me, who of course we all know the uh, very popular uh, band Mercy Me. It's the story oh, yeah. behind. Well, it's the story behind their song, which I'm guessing is called I Can Only Imagine as well, which is apparently the best-selling Christian single of all time. Hmm. Nice. I'm looking up on the fourth one, and I've just seen that William Forsyth is in it, who I only really know from being in a bunch of Rob Zombie films. I don't know how you reconcile that. These films do have, like, odd sort of occasional, like, oh yeah, I recognise that person from something. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Washington's in it as well. Yes. Well, I bet the. I bet the. Christians, probably. Yeah, you do a Didn't lot. We of discussed this before. When you're a Christian. When we were dealing with, we were looking at before at like weird Christian films, and William Forsyth was in one of them. Oh, 
Anyway, the trailer for the fourth one makes it look like it, it gets back to its fire and brimstone roots as uh, Pastor Dave goes to Washington to uh, defend Christian homeschooling <laughs> against the government. I just I, I just looked at uh, the reception for the fourth one and ah. the review that it's talking about on Wikipedia calls it deplorable. Oh. Um, <laughs> which sounds like it's back to the franchise roots. <laughs> yeah, that that's Influx magazine gave it a rare F grade, calling it mm. deplorable. Christian Toto, that well-known outlet, praised the film, <laughs> saying it shares the franchise flaws, but its bold mission statement has never been more necessary. So there you go. That's the attitude there. Interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about the fourth one at some point. I am completest yeah, nature. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be exactly. happy to never watch it. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean, this third film was a complete and utter slog. Um, it was very hard work, like you say, Calvin. Less, less um, unpleasant, just so boring. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what's worse. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, like, horrible propaganda that I disagree with, or boring the shit out of me is worse um i think yeah. i come down slightly on the side of boring me but not being as bad but yeah, there's not a lot I think in it the same. um so i'm gonna i'm gonna rate this now mm. uh, and i'm gonna give it same as the other two a one out of ten um <laughs> and I've, I've actually tom Patton over on the discord for some reason has taken it upon himself to write my next lines um <laughs> he went I bet Sol says this and then he wrote a line out so I'm just going to read it out so that he's right I bet it's something and that you would say see how well he's got my voice down here because okay. I bet he wouldn't have even known that... alright try and deal it. do it with conviction then alright I've now found a franchise that's just as bad as Resident Evil maybe <laughs> worse <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Tom. Uh, if, enough, if you want to submit a, <laughs> a a zinger for a future episode, then uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash dim returns. Join our Discord and you can write the show as well. Well, you know what? I, I liked it. I, uh... <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> I'm just looking up the no. scores on the uh, other two and you are far more generous with these films than either me or Scott. Because I'm trying not to judge it too much. I'm trying not to judge it too much just purely on its message. They judge you. Yeah. I did with this one because like it didn't go as hard and unpleasant, but it was just so boring. So boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't find it boring actually. I found it I watched I found it quite watchable. I think that's bizarre, though, isn't it? Oh, that's, certainly, I, like I films where nothing happens. But I think I liked it when just him and his brother hanging out and like chopping a tree down and stuff and like teasing each other. I quite liked all that stuff. <laughs> Did you like the way that um, when they chopped the tree down, someone had already chopped all the top branches off, but like <laughs> without us seeing? Because obviously, you would do that. It's safe. That was it. They left one on just so that it looked like a tree. <laughs> But yeah, I was thinking that, like, isn't this dangerous? They're just pulling this down on top of themselves. And then when it comes down, it's like, oh, all the branches have been chopped off up there. But uh, Apart from one, like... which had leaves on it, which suggests yeah. it's not dead. Hmm. The tree's not dead. God's surely alive. tree's not dead. Well, I, 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 thought, I thought I had to go up from what I'd done on the first two, because I preferred it. So That's I went with a five out of ten. 
Jesus. Hell, that is generous. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm I'm with Sol on this. It's not nudging. I think me and Sol have the exact same uh, overall feelings about this. It's uh, it's certainly less uh, angry, uh, offensive, and up its own ass. Uh, you know, much less so than the other two. But it is just inexplicably boring. Like I can't begin to describe how like just numbing this was to watch it was just uh yeah a, a horrifically boring experience uh so yeah it's a one it's a one sandwich <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm te- tempted to get dr dr eve one in here a new character <laughs> who appears for one out of ten ratings <laughs> throw me a freaking one here <laughs> <laughs> all right Let's move on. Just to a last thing here, I, I looked up Pure Flicks, <laughs> which was the Every name of the production it... company at the. I know, I know. It just here. it sounds like such a late night Channel Five porn fodder company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're not called Pure Flicks anymore. They're called Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Pinnacle <laughs> Peak Pictures. That's <laughs> even worse. But here's a weird thing. You'll, you'll Peeper, learn. Peter, Piper, Picter, Pick of. Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Pinnacle well, it's, it says here the names of the people who founded it. Obviously, the David A.R. White, who is Pastor Dave, is one of them. And uh, one of the others here, apparently, according to Wikipedia, is Michael Scott. <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a, a an abandoned story from an episode of The Office where <laughs> Michael Scott ends up financing a film because he thinks it's like a great investment opportunity and it turns out it's like a Christian propaganda film. And It says here in 2016 they announced a homeschooling curriculum for families with homeschooled children. Oh, good lord. So they don't just do films. Jesus mm. Christ. <laughs> oh, they made a version of Little Women. That's odd. Oh, with Leah Thompson. <laughs> oh my god, they made that? Apparently. Christ almighty. Are you sure you're I looking knew, at the right thing? <laughs> I knew Leah yeah. Thompson made um, a, a Little Women film recently that got overshadowed by the proper one that, you know, that yeah. was at the Oscars and everything. Um, yeah. I didn't know it was a bit of annoying Christian propaganda, though. Do you think they changed the plot to make it a bit more, uh, you know... Well, it's Religious-y. it's from the old days, isn't it? Probably it's probably quite in keeping with their morals. Well, I wonder yeah, if that was like just, a, yeah. an attempt for the company to go mainstream, maybe, or mm. you know, I, I wouldn't surprise me if it's like it's, well, it must be public Back to the Future so. and Howard the Duck. That's yeah, yeah. a major mainstream celebrity. <laughs> well, look, it says here. It says here in 2016 they announced they'd struck a long-term multi-year distribution deal with Universal Pictures to mm. to release the home media of their films, and it says that their their eponymous streaming service, so there was a Pure Flix streaming service, was acquired uh, by that was bought by Sony. Oh, uh, so they don't have that anymore. If you want to watch all their films, that you have to go to Sony. Mm. Great. I will not do that. <laughs> and then they changed their name to Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Yeah, is that a tax dodge or something? What is that? Why? <laughs> it's a worse name. <laughs> Even Peak Pinnacle Pictures is better. Just swap Peak. the words around. Yeah, it's, it's a horrible name. I'm just looking at some of the other films they they're Christian films here. Let's have a look. So we've got 
Do You Believe? No. Starring Lee Majors, Mira Sorvino. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, uh, it says uh, starring Lee Majors. <laughs> it says he's in it anyway. Oh, oh, uh, now Sol, this is the one for you. Woodlawn is a 2015 American Christian sports drama. <laughs> Woodlawn. That's all your favorite things. <laughs> Woodlawn. How's yeah. it spelt? As in like, as in I'm forlorn, but for wood, or my lawn is made out of wood, and I need to. Yeah, yeah, like a timber lawn. Woodlawn. That is, yeah. again, just doesn't come out of the mouth very nicely. Do you know what I mean? They're not very good at naming stuff, are they? Oh, wait a minute. Look, I've, I've found the thing we're going to really love here. This is what we should do next time. Okay. Okay, so apparently Pastor, Pastor Dave, the guy who plays him, David, David R. White. R. <laughs> White. He was in, also made by Pure Flix, uh, a, a, a series of films called Revelation Road, in which he plays a former government assassin turned Christian who struggles to survive a lawless post-rapture wasteland. Yes! Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> now that sounds good. Oh my god, it's a whole franchise. There's, there's at least three of them that have come up. Really? What, what are they called? The first one's called the beginning, Revelation Road, The Beginning of the End. Oh, Revelation Road 2, The Sea of Glass and Fire. Revelation Roads, The Black Rider. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Amidst foreboding lighting and tremors, a traveling salesman with a dark blah, blah, blah. Amidst, is that a word? <laughs> These are the only guys pulling out words like fucking Wentz in their plot descriptions. What is that? Amidst <laughs> foreboding lighting and tremors. Tremors. Ooh. <laughs> Tell you who's in it. Eric Roberts. Oh yeah. Brilliant. That that one's gotta be next year's. We'll we'll do Revelation Road. That sounds amazing. And it's got Pastor it Dave. Pastor Dave as a Mad Max style renegade. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, well. That's that's, that's enough nonsense now. about this thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this shit. Fuck peak. Happy Easter. Peak. Pictures. Happy egg. Happy egg. <laughs> go eat some chocolate right now, even though it's yeah. not Easter yet. Any excuse, though, eh? I wish I had a pickled egg. That's what I want. <laughs> I have to make do with some chocolate. What's that about? I'm really into pickled eggs now. That's my thing. Is that an Easter thing? No, it's just pickling. Bet the Amish like a pickled egg. They pickle anything, don't they? What are the Amish? Are they are they Protestant or Catholic? It's <laughs> a good question. They're Christian, right? They are. It's like a Christian offshoot Amishness, right? They all are. Well, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, <laughs> God's not dead, still. Apparently, he's truly mm. alive.